This is Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and you're listening to episode 24. Guys, I'm so thankful that you're listening today. Uh, I just want to remind you that all of our podcasts are all about pointing lives to Jesus. Every teaching, every episode that we publish is filtered through the new covenant gospel of grace. Uh, that is the vision of my whole life and across all my platforms, whether you're watching me on YouTube, whether you're reading any of our social media posts, um, whether you go to our website and listen to this podcast, whatever platform we have, it's all about grace and all about pointing lives to Jesus. That's, that's our whole vision in life. And that's how you're going to discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life is through Jesus. Jesus is the goal here. We're pointing lives to Jesus. We're making everything about Jesus. And I don't care what the topic is about. It could be about mental and emotional health. It could be about your walk with Christ. It could be about reading the word or prayer, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, it could be about your relationships, your marriage, leadership, anything we talk about, any, any little uh, tributary or track that we take is going to be about pointing lives to Jesus. That's the vision. That's the goal. You know, if, if I can do that in life through every little platform and every little ministry outlet that I have, I feel like that's what's going to bring success. It's not about elevating me, but it's about elevating Jesus and bringing all the attention to him in your life because Jesus said, follow me, follow me. And so I always say this, it's kind of an old school phrase, but follow me as I follow Christ. That's the goal. But so glad you joined in today. I'm glad you've taken a few moments out of your day just to check out what's going on on live360.com. By the way, if you um, if this is your first time to our podcast, uh, after listening to it, if it really speaks to you and it blesses you and encourages you in some way, we're going to ask you to subscribe to the podcast, share this podcast, and write us a review. Don't just give us the stars, but actually write out uh, a, a clear review so that others can read it. You know, the more reviews we get, the more traction we're going to get through this podcast, the more lives we're going to point toward Jesus. And uh, those algorithms are going to work in our favor. Um, and so leave us a review. Um, share it with one or two friends in your life that need to hear what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about rethinking our prayer life. And I've titled this podcast, The Grace-Filled Prayer Life. I know you're going to need it. You're going to want it. It's going to bless you. So let's get started. All right. So let's jump right on in. You know, uh, part of the Christian life is accessing Jesus in conversation and relationship. It's not just a religion. It's not rules. It's a relationship. And to have a, a great relationship with somebody, you have to have regular conversation, rather regular talk time. Um, you know, I always tell marriages that we're counseling through or when my wife and I are doing marriage conferences and marriage events across the country every year, one of the things that we'll say is when you spend time together, it improves your time together. The more time you spend with someone, 
every time you get back together or connect again, it makes it better because you have a previous aspect or a foundation to build on. You had a conversation. You know why some relationships just, you know, seem to always blossom. Like you can be apart for a while and then you get back together and you just feel like you haven't missed a beat. It's because there's something in that relationship that mattered, that made the connection, that that made a difference in you the last time that you were with that person. Now, let me just point this out really quick. You are never apart from God. You are always with him and he is always with you. He, he's, he's omnipresent, which means that he's present everywhere all the time. He never leaves you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Uh, height, nor depth, nor any created thing above, beneath, below, in the heavens or uh, under the earth or in, in the universe can separate you from God's love. You're always with him and he's always with you. But I, I would venture to say that many of us as Christians sometimes are unaware that he's there. And some of us are, uh, we're, we're pining for a manifest or a visible manifestation of God's presence in our life. Some sign, Lord, are you there? God, I haven't heard you. I are, where are you God? And I think we all get that way because, you know, God is a person, but he's also a spirit and you can't see him visibly as a person standing before you. So sometimes it's really hard to know if he's there. And so we need something in our life. God gave us a way to recognize and be aware of his presence in your life. It's not that he's not there. You're just not aware of it. You, you've, you, you, you've gotten so busy with the things in your life that you just kind of forget that God is standing right there with you. And so I want to share with you some points over the next two podcasts. This is going to be two-part because we're going deep. We always go deep. Um, I'll hit a point and I'll just go for a while. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that these next two podcasts are going to amplify and elevate the connection that you feel with God. You know, God is not just a God that's there that we know in our mind. We worship him body, soul, and spirit. Our bodies are aware that he's there. Our spiritual man, that, that part that comes from heaven is there. And then our soul and our emotions know can know that he's there. My God is real. I feel him in my soul. That's an old Pentecostal song we used to sing growing up. Because he's not just a God that we know is there in our minds. He's not just an intellectual presence, but he's an emotional presence. He's a physical presence. God wants to permeate every area of your life. And so I'm going to teach you some ways this morning that you can, and by the way, I'm bumping around in here today and my watch keeps bumping against the table. So I just took it off. So I won't be bumping it anymore. But you know, again, our prayer life is very important. People say, you know, in grace, Tony, in this grace filled life is prayer important. Absolutely. Just because God gives you unmerited, undeserved grace and that you're eternally saved and that your spirit is locked in with God forever does not mean that we should not have vital communion and vital conversations and talks with God on a regular basis and, and, um, connection. We, we've got to have that in our life because 
sometimes when we forget that God is there, we, we go astray in our emotions. We start to live on our emotions. We start to live on how we feel and what we see. And, and we respond uh, according to what we feel. And we get out of balance emotionally. We get out of balance physically. You know, we have that empty feeling. Oh God, where are you? And we can feel that pit in our stomach and we start going through all of those abandonment issues like a two-year-old in a mall who, who's gotten separated from his parents, you know, and was kind of walking around like, where's daddy? Where's mommy? And, and, and fear creeps in and, and life starts to sink in and we forget that God is there. Prayer keeps us connected in our awareness, not in the reality of it because reality says we're never apart from God. We are always with him. And I want to pound that home. Again, we're about pointing lives to Jesus and filtering everything through the new covenant gospel of grace. And everything in our new covenant tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us. But there was a difference. Think about when Jesus was telling that to the disciples. He's getting ready to depart physically into the heavens, but he speaks to them. And one of the last few words that he says to them is to remind them, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you till the end of the age so we can base our life off of that promise and it doesn't matter how we feel and it doesn't matter what our physical bodies tell us and and what our eyes see and we look around in our world today and we think god where are you political uprising and 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 hostility and hatred and political polarization and just the pandemic that we're in the middle of. God, where are you? Our eyes don't seem to see him at times, but we have to go back to Jesus' promises. I will be with you until the end of the age. But what prayer does is it keeps us aware and sensitive to his voice. See, we need to hear the voice of the Lord speak. I mean, if if there was ever a time that we need to hear God talk, it's right now, people. And so I'm going to give you some keys over the next two podcasts that will help you dial in. You know, uh, I want to start with Numbers 14 and 28. Numbers 14 and 28. And it's, it's a powerful passage of scripture. Again, we take even the old covenant and we filter it through the new covenant. Numbers 14 and 28. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will surely do to you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening so far. We're about halfway through. Just want to take a moment and remind you, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, we want to encourage you to subscribe, leave us a review, and then share it with one or two other people who need to hear what you're hearing today. Hey, listen, man, there is grace for every area of your life, especially in prayer. So many approach prayer with just this stressed out, legalistic, you know, hardcore militant mindset. Let's just learn how to have a conversation with God. Let's learn how to talk to him and enjoy our times with him instead of treating it like some laborious, you know, torturous experience. And then we end up falling out of prayer and we lose connection through prayer and we just, we, we lose the joy of having fellowship with God. So that's what this is all about today. So let's jump back in and I'll come back at the end with a few comments to close. This passage is so powerful. 
I want you to realize what's being said here. God is saying, as I live. And so what he's about to say, he's, he's basically basing it off of his very existence. As I live, says God, just as you have spoken in my hearing. See, we have a hearing with God. Every time we talk to God, it's a special hearing. It's not just a chit chat. It's not, yes, it's an intimate time. We can just sit down and kind of share our heart and all of that. But God takes his times with you very serious. God's basically leaning in and saying, I'm listening. Whatever you say, I'm taking it to heart. Whatever you ask, I'm going to take it to heart. Whatever you're going through, whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever comes out of our times right now in this moment of prayer, this hearing with God, I will do to you. I will do for you. I will do in you. I will do through you. This is a powerful promise, one of the 3,000 promises. And according to the new covenant, all the promises of God are yes and in him, amen, through the glory of God in Christ Jesus. When we come to him, we can have a legal hearing with God. You know how hard it is to get cases pushed through in court, how backed up it is, how how many files and how many cases and how many people have to be weeded through. And have you ever been to a courthouse in the downtown area? Man, it's you're in line forever. You're sitting in seats forever. You're 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 trying to get your case pushed through. You know, I've been involved in things like that over my life. Um, And I'm just telling you, when you have a hearing with God, it's a special moment. We don't ever, ever, ever have to wait to get into God's presence. We have a hearing with him immediately. And he's saying, you've got a hearing with me. I'm the judge of all that's living. Come and talk to me. Approach to the bench. Let's talk this out. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, let's reason together. God's wanting us to have vital conversation to him. And one of my joys in life that I get to do as I travel across the world in ministry and as I lead teams in my own local church, I I get to help them understand how to communicate with God. Now, I'm not the end-all, be-all. Everything that I'm sharing with you today is not the rules of prayer. It's, It's not, you know, this is not, I'm not just, I'm evolving in my in my understanding of God's word all the time. And right now in my life, after many years of ministry and having just a one-on-one relationship with God, these are things that I've applied in my life. And I hope they bless you today. And this message that I'm bringing today, it can change your life or it can just have no effect at all. You know, the problem isn't whether you're listening or not. It's how you're going to respond to what I say today that will make the difference in your life. There's going to be some of you, I know, that will probably do nothing about this message. You'll just listen to this podcast and go on your way. But every one of us, whether you're listening to the podcast or not, you're going to be faced with a decision at one point or another. And trust me when I tell you this, there are things coming into your life and they may even be on their way towards you right now. And the only way you're going to be prepared to meet them is how you respond. What your course of action is going to be today to this podcast. Remember, you know, grace has done all the work. It is finished, but there is still action to be taking. There is still an effort that we have to put forth as believers. You know, grace takes away the earning aspect. We don't have to earn our favor with God. We don't have to earn our salvation. We do not have to earn our place in heaven with God. That's been done through Christ, but it, there is an effort Grace does not remove the effort part. 
And having a relationship and a dialogue with, with God on a regular basis takes some effort. Because I, I'm just going to tell you right now, and I don't want to make you afraid. Don't, don't be afraid here. But for some of you, the court case is coming. For someone out there, the doctor's report is on its way. For, for a parent out there, that, that rebellious teenager is emerging. Trust me when I tell you this. You may think you've done everything right pre-teen. You took your kids to church and you read them devotions and you, you know, but I'm just going to tell you, there's coming a time when that teenager is going to switch on you. Now, it may be extreme, it may not, but you're going to have some, you're going to have some crises on your life and in your life with teenagers. For, for a married couple, you know, your marital conflict may be about to surface. For some one of you out there, the financial crisis is about to hit. For someone listening, the job termination is on its way. You, and I'm not prophesying this. I believe that God wants to bless us and prosper us. But sometimes life just throws us curveballs. We get them all the time. It's not God's fault. It's sometimes it's not even our fault. It just comes out of the middle of nowhere. For someone, that car accident is headed your way. Yesterday morning, right before worship started, one of our precious, of all the people in my worship teams at church, this one person is the one that doesn't deserve it, if you want to talk about deserving anything. But she got in a car wreck. God protected her. God kept her car safe. It was the other person's fault. But it came toward her. Sometimes things are going to happen. By the way, she's okay, and she's great. She showed up for praise and worship, and it was awesome. She was, she was barely shaken. But I'm telling you, things are coming. For someone, that depression is starting to creep in. For someone out there, great success is headed your way, and you're going to need God's wisdom and favor and humility and, and instructions, you know? You're going to need to have a connection. You're going to need to have a point where you can just talk with God about it. For someone, a great season of provision is being released on your life. For some of you, maybe a major move is about to take place. And I'm not prophesying doom or fear. Life just happens. We live in a broken world. And you know, in a broken world, there's cracks in it where life just slips through. But I want to bring you good news today that no matter what happens, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. This is, a, this is a teaching, this prayer teaching is all about the grace-filled prayer life, grace-filled prayer life, not fear prayer life. I always tell people, if you want to have a good prayer life, just take your fears and worries and turn them into prayers. Don't worry before the Lord, worship the Lord. Take those things that are coming against you and begin to lift them up and say, Lord, this thing is coming upon me and I give it to you right now. I focus on you. I'm not trying to make you afraid, intimidate you or depress you or you know, set you up for any kind of trepidation or in intimidation in your prayer life. I'm just simply saying that the level of your response to this podcast and these next couple of sessions um, will, be, will be determined on how you respond. You know, this isn't a message. Guys, this is not a message to condemn you. Oh, I haven't prayed in years. <laughs> I heard Medea a little while back uh, 
someone said, Medea, can you pray for the can you pray for the food, Medea? And she said, Lord, the last time I prayed is when I saw a popo in the rearview mirror. Come on, guys, you don't have to be condemned. You don't have to be afraid or ashamed that you maybe haven't prayed in a while. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to dispel some fear in your life. This isn't a message to condemn or point out the faults with your prayer life. I'm going to inspire you to pray because there's a lot of grace for you today. And these these things that I'm going to talk about are small adjustments. If you just apply one thing from this podcast today or tomorrow or whenever you begin to apply it, it's going to make a substantial change and it's going to significantly impact the world around you, not just in your life, but your prayers have a way of of making a difference in the world around you, changing your environments and your cultures and your relationships and your church environments and political environments and world events. Your prayers have a way and have the power in them to change things around you, not just to help you deal with it, but to actually unlock doors and pull down mountains and break down strongholds that are around you and around your friends and around your community and around your church. I want to inspire you right now to begin to get a desire to pray again, to get a desire to communicate with God, to have vital conversations and discussions. We're talking a lot today about having conversations. We got to have those awkward conversations about racism. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts and we've got to have discussions and be open to hear from others. But the most important discussion and conversation you will ever have is with God Almighty. And you've got to open up the door again to having those conversations. I want you right now to dismiss the guilt of the past or anything that you think would separate you from praying to God right now, whether you have issues, whether they be sin issues, relationship problems, financial issues and difficulties, nothing separates you from God. You can begin talking to him right now. You could even press stop on this podcast and say, God, I'm just in agreement with Tony right now. I want to get back to a place where you and I are having conversations where I'm hearing from you, where you're listening to me and we're having intimate times of fellowship and conversation and world-changing discussions. You're in the boardroom of heaven and things that you're saying right now are enacting changes in your culture and in your community. You can have a direct influence in the world around you by a conversation. I always say this. I say, our discussions with God behind closed doors are the ones that open doors. Come on, guys. Conversations with God behind closed doors are the conversations that open doors around you. This is powerful. And I want you to get this today. When you make a small adjustment in your prayer life, the things that I'm going to share with you, and I've been wetting your appetite now for a while, but I'm just trying to set this up through a powerful introduction today. I want to inspire you to know that when you make a small adjustment, it changes atmospheres. When you take your thermostat and you move it one notch to the right or to the left, guess what happens? The whole atmosphere in your house changes because you made a change on the thermostat. And prayer is like making an adjustment on your thermostat. I'm telling you, you can make an, an, an entire adjustment in the atmosphere of your faith, your life, your relationships, your culture, your community, your church, and the world around you by making some small adjustments. And we're going to talk about the grace-filled prayer life. It's going to change your life. So let's just 
get started on the first point. All right, so let's look at the seven things that will help you rethink this whole prayer thing in the light of grace. We're talking about the grace-filled prayer life. So number one, make a move. You got to start somewhere. You got to draw near. Now, when I say draw near, that doesn't mean that you're getting closer. It means that you're leaning into God. You're drawing yourself in. You're saying, okay, I'm going to make a proactive step. I'm going to take a proactive step in praying. I'm going to refocus things. I'm going to start this thing fresh. I always say that if you feel a tug in your heart to pray, it's probably not coming from the devil. So don't decline an invitation from the Holy Spirit to just spend time with God in focused conversation. Don't talk yourself out of prayer. Talk yourself into it. Don't rationalize it or make excuses. And you don't have to have this marine style prayer. Get up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, go to a dark corner in your house and beat the floor and scream into the heavens. And, you know, you know, some people just start so hardcore and they fall apart from day one. Don't, don't, don't overthink this thing. You know, I remember one time when I was trying to start a prayer life with God and I was trying to start having these times of conversations, I went and I just went all out because I'm either all or nothing. That's the kind of person I am. So I've had to learn how to walk through that type of personality thing my whole life and learn how to be okay with moderate and, and be okay with, you know, not being so extreme. You know, I'm extreme guy. I mean, I'm all in or I'm all out. And you can't be that way with prayer. You just can't be that way because you're going to break the pattern at some point or another. And if you're an all in or all extreme type of person, it just takes one time of failing at something to kind of derail everything, whether you're on a diet or whether you're any kind of on a, you know, building new habits into your life. Um, You know, some people can't maintain that forever. And I remember I was spending one of these 45 minutes, one hour sessions with God because it had to be an hour had to be an hour. And I remember falling asleep after the first two minutes of praying. It was dark, it was quiet. And I woke up and I just hung my head down in shame. Lord, I failed. I can't even start a prayer life without falling asleep. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak very clearly to me. me, And he said, Tony, this is not a pass or fail thing. You already have an A plus in grace. The test was taken by Jesus. He passed the test for you. You're not graded on the curve. You're graded on the cross. And prayer is not a pass or fail thing. It's, you just showed up. That's, that's success. You know, sometimes when you pray, it's just to hear one short phrase from God like that. You see, I was all into this 45 minute to one hour kind of session with God and I was just all in and I was pushing it and I was forcing it and I was trying to make it happen. And I, and I heard the Lord speak a very small phrase. And do you know what? That phrase has changed my life. That one little word from God changed my life. But guess what? I may not have heard God say that had I had not shown up for prayer, had I had not shown up to have a conversation with God. And you know what? It all came down to that one little phrase that he spoke into my heart. I just say the minute that you make a move, we're talking about making a move. Number one, make a move. The minute you start to pray is the minute God gets to start to do something. Let me say that again. The minute you start to pray is the minute God gets to do something. 
I don't care if you haven't prayed in six months, a year, six years. I believe when you make the first move, God will begin to do some things in your life. Incredible. When you move, God moves. I don't know how that works. I don't know why that works. But God, I believe, sometimes is waiting on us to make the first move. Now, we do love because he first loved us. He's always the first. It's never. It's not because I prayed God did something. No, 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 no. The glory always goes to God. I hear people say that all the time when, when they're praying about something and God does something and then they, they take all the credit. Well, I did start praying about it and it was because I started praying and I called all my prayer warriors together. No, God always gets the credit. But God wants you to be involved with him. He's, you're a, you're a, you're a co-labor, but it's not your labor, your effort that gets it. It's God's glory. Always Jesus Christ alone. You know, the King is always the one that checkmates. You make, make all these moves, but it's the King that makes the checkmate. And that's how it works in prayer. That's not how it works in chess. That's how it works in prayer. The King always makes the checkmate. Um, and I just want to encourage you, 100% of the prayers you don't pray probably won't get answered. God's going to do some things just because he's God and he's working. But God wants you to ask and, and, and make something come out of your mouth. Like tell the Lord what you need. Tell the Lord what you want. Be bold. Pray crazy, big, ridiculous prayers and let God weed them out. Sometimes we do pray prideful prayers and selfish prayers, but you just got to open up your mouth and talk to God. Don't worry about how it sounds or how spiritual it is or how correct it is or, or whether, you know, oh, oh, I don't know if this is theologically correct. Can you just start talking to God? The problem isn't that the heavens are shut up. It's that your mouth is shut up. You're quiet. Sometimes the heavens are quiet because you're quiet. You know, oftentimes when I've been praying, the answer comes right out of my mouth and I'm going, oh, wow. <laughs> Where'd that come from? God said it was in you the whole time. You just needed to work it out. That's what the Bible talks about, working out your salvation. It's in you. But when you open up your mouth, you work it out. Things come out. It's like digging. You you discover treasures when you pray. You know, and some people say, well, you know, Tony, prayer's not really important for me. I always say it like this. You'll never know how truly important prayer is until you're the one that needs it. You know, you know, like, I don't, I don't really feel like prayer, you know, maybe not, but man, there's coming a time where you're going to be telling your friends, man, can you please pray for me, man? I need, but just pray for me, pray for me. You know, I'm just telling you, number one, you need to make a move. Just make a move. Just start, just start talking to God. Don't try to schedule a time with him at seven o'clock every morning and don't, don't go into all that. Just take a moment. Even after this podcast, you listening to it today, shut it off and go, God, I just want to start right now. Lord, I just want to talk to you. I want to just share my heart with you. These are some things that are going on in my life. You already know it, but I want to talk to you about it. And I want to hear what you have to say about it. And you know what? God's going to speak to you. He may not talk to you immediately. As soon as you stop talking, he may not. Okay, God, it's your turn. You're not, you're probably, that's probably not going to happen. But as you pray and as you walk around with these prayers, praying without ceasing, talking to God, don't just, don't just think that prayer happens when you're by yourself with God in the morning. Prayer happens all day. I pray going in and out of buildings and out of meetings and going down the hallway and, and, and taking care of events. And Lord, thank you, God, for that. I, I give you praise for that. And I just thank you that you're with me, Lord. And as I'm stepping into something, God, I need your strength, your wisdom right now. Those are powerful prayers. So make a move. Guys, make a move.
That's all the time we've got today, guys. I'm going to share the next six points with you on part two of the Gracefield Prayer Life. That'll come out next week, so you don't want to miss it. I know this was a long introduction, and we were kind of setting things up. And again, I could go as many parts as you want me to go, but I think we just need to stick to two parts so that we can get it all condensed and you guys can digest it and think through it and pray through it. But hey, I hope this blessed you today. If it did, subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with a friend or two. There's someone that needs to hear what you heard today. Write us a review. Make sure that when you write us a review, you you don't just give us stars, but you write the review because that will help the algorithms work in our favor and that'll get people tuned in and it'll help us reach more lives and point more lives toward Jesus and share the gospel of grace. Hey, listen, guys, I hope you'll come back next week. I got some powerful stuff for you. And until then, we'll see you.